0: Hello there and thank you for joining us on HearthCast episode number 360 for patch 7.2.5. We are a podcast about the world of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. And now, from the excellence in podcast studios, it's time for another episode of HearthCast. This. Is root,
1: and this is freckleface. Coming up at episode number three sixty of Hearthcast: undocumented changes in WoW that make us go, wait, what? What's with the worthless responses? And how to find the new web auction house? This podcast is made possible through the kind support of our patreons. To find out more, visit patreon.com slash e i p s.
0: So hey there for Reckleface. Face.
1: Hey there, Roots.
0: Tell me about your week in the Blizzard universe.
1: Oh, let's see. I've been trying to climb the ladder a little bit in Hearthstone. Okay. Finding that more frustrating than not. I'll I'll get a new deck and I'll be doing really well and I get five wins in a row, which will put me one star away from 15 and I think, okay, just one more game. And then I'll lose six in a row. I oh, know. And then I, I slide all the way back down to eighteen. It's you very never frustrating.
0: Ha, uh, you never have to be frustrated about climbing the ladder if you never start to climb the ladder.
1: You should print that on a poster, and <laughs> 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 we'll hang it up, and it will demotivate us every day. Yes, that's That's yes.
0: <laughs> what I'm here for.
1: Demotivation. I want
0: to be a demotivational speaker. That's going to be my new thing. <laughs>
1: We're all going to die. <laughs> no <laughs> wow. one will remember you.
0: Nothing really matters. <laughs> We're all just dust in the wind. <laughs> our, our mascot's going to be Eeyore. <laughs> oh. It's great. I want to start this. I want to go get business cards done this week. Demotivational speaker.
1: <laughs> For your employees who are just <laughs> a little bit too optimistic.
0: You don't have to take my card, you know. <laughs>
1: Honestly, I don't even need you. I've been feeling demotivated oh, enough by itself. I'm sorry. By myself, yeah. It's no. all
0: right.
1: It's all right though. Maybe I just need to sit down for a couple hours and just concentrate on it.
0: Just a whole day. You have to dedicate. No, not a, a whole f- day. Yeah, we're no. gonna do this. No, whole we're not. Day. Yeah. well, you? <laughs> I'm going. Okay.
1: To... Here's here's the difference between me and you though.
0: All right. What is the difference between root and freckle face?
1: All of my Hearthstone heroes are at sixty, <laughs> except for the warrior.
0: Mine. Mine are all at twenty or something. Okay. <laughs>
1: If you play for a day, you are going to be making progress no matter what you're doing. Win or okay. lose, your heroes are gaining experience. This is true. Once I run out of quest, all I have to do is just climb the ladder. And a lot of times, you're not making progress. Or if I start, you know, just getting stuck, I'm going to get very frustrated.
0: Mm, all right. I can, I can, uh, I can see that. You see that. Yeah. All right.
1: You know, I mentioned last week about the deaths of Chromie. Yeah. And I, I was feeling very optimistic because I figured out the key to it. So the first part of the scenario is four dragon shines that you visit. And, you know, when you first go there, you have to complete some quests and you have to do all these things to unlock the final boss. And then you get an item that makes it so that it's skippable. Well, the same thing exists for the second portion, which is going into four additional portals and completing, you know, very short scenario you can get items that let you skip to the last boss. So I thought I could collect all four items and just do one run and do all the dragon shrines and do all four portals in one go. Except those items that let you skip the the events, they, they disappear after you leave the scenario. Oh. So you have to be lucky enough to get multiples of these so that you can get all eight done in one go.
0: Right, so it's after you leave the scenario, not after you like die or she dies, and you reset the scenario, but it's no because you leave the scenario. Yeah. So, I don't know.
1: so I can't sit there and collect all the items that I need to skip all the things. I just have to collect them in one go. Mm. So I got a little frustrated, and then I was looking at uh, her talents, and if you get far enough along with her talents, I think I will get to a point where I can do it because I already got one talent that. Increases the amount of uh, you know, the sands of time that you get. Yeah. Let's you choose. Yeah. So I have more of those coming in, which means I have a better chance of getting an item that will let me skip one of the events.
0: Yeah. All right. That's cool.
1: So right now I'm on something that takes two days to research. And so I'm going to try again after that.
0: Mm. I'm going to start doing it again. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not giving up. Yeah. It's grindy, but it's supposed to be grindy. It's,
1: it's grindy. I wish it was something you could do with other people, but I yeah, get it. Yeah,
0: that's that's my that's my thing.
1: If I get online and no one's doing anything, they want to join in on. Then yeah, you know,
0: it gives you something to do.
1: But how about you? Tell me about your week.
0: Well, for me, I jumped back into the auction house, kind of heavy, I've kind of given it a little bit of a rest for a while, and uh, was kind of watching the markets. And the markets did something that kind of makes sense the ancient mana market in particular it's kind of rebounded and i'm guessing it's because of all the alts that are going through there and are needing their ancient mana and they have all the gold so they just want to buy the ancient mana to get all those quests done so there's still a very good market for crystals and gems and i'm really enjoying uh the ability now with multiple toons my druid to be running around and flying around particularly and you know just mining or not really mining just searching out and there isn't an add-on that I have found yet, but we're really looking for something just to highlight the crystals and gems. Because if not, you're just flying around and you see the little dot on the mini-map. You have to hover over the dot and it's like, oh, it's a shard or a chunk, which you can't do anything with on the auction house. So, no add-on that i found yet. If anybody knows one, hit me up. But, uh, yeah, making a lot of gold on that. It's a lot of fun still. And then you and I, uh, we ran the latest latest wing of LFR with the fallen avatar and uh, the boss right. Rep- There's only two bosses. That's a lot of fun. Uh the first time in a long time that I have seen us almost hit a boss's enrage timer on that first boss.
1: Yeah, we cut kind it of pretty close.
0: And that's just because people weren't I mean, the mechanic I love it, the fact that the mechanics matter in this LFR. You you don't need to out DPS it, you can get by with very low DPS. But you have to do the mechanics, and I explained the mechanics, and people still weren't really getting the mechanics. So their first boss, kind of close. Second boss, explained the mechanics. We hit every single mechanic perfectly. That the avatar, and uh, it went very smooth. I was very happy.
1: Well, the first one with the um with the alarm clock on your head or the bomb thing on your head. Yeah. The first few times I jumped, and then after that. I had positioned my camera in a way so that I, I couldn't see it as well, and I was looking at something else.
0: Oh, uh, okay.
1: So even though I knew theoretically what I was supposed to be doing, I just didn't see it in time.
0: Well, DBM gives you an alert, but the alert isn't very um, logical. It, it tells you to go somewhere instead of saying, jump in the hole. You know, <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, go to this has some name on it, which is the hole. It should just say, jump in the hole in the middle of the room. But, oh well. But that still was a lot of fun. And uh, might be joining a uh, full-time raiding group. Coming up here real soon. I've got my information over to them. It's not like a progression. It's not cutting edge. It's just raiding. Because I've had really bad luck this expansion with gear. Like, we ran that that last one Lfrs LFR. There's only two bosses. I didn't get any. I got the little gem or crystal or whatever thing they give you is. Yeah. A little token, charity choking. <laughs> they give me you, you got nothing. And uh, so I'm hoping that when I get with this group that I'll at least start picking up some gear.
1: Yeah, we need to do that because, um, you know, we were going to go try and get into a regular night hold run because that was the next step in uh, my quest.
0: Right. my gear level is 886 right well, now.
1: Well, ours is about the same, but basically it's under 900 yeah. and that's what pretty much people are looking for in a pug.
0: Yep. Well, I will. Uh, well, you're probably around the same night I'm going to do it, so I'll let you know. Okay, I'll get you the information after the show. But that's been our week in the Blizzard universe. Patch notes, Frank. Uh, every time there are patch notes that Blizzard puts out, we cover them in depth on this show. <laughs> we read them one by one. We agonize over every meaning that they have. And the ramifications of every nuanced point. No,
1: I think we did that once.
0: That was like episode two.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a very dry episode.
0: It was the the symbiotic relationship between professions and patch notes. It was crazy. Now, we don't cover patch notes. But we are going to look at some undocumented changes, not just in the current patch, but a lot of them. That uh, people may have gone unnoticed, but it's.
1: Well, you know, it's different because you read the patch notes typically. I mean, I, I read it at the very least before I log in for the first time. So I know what to expect, I know it's different. But sometimes things just change. And then you're kind of wondering wait, was it always like this? <laughs> did something happen? When did it happen? Uh, you know what kind of spurred that was? Uh, you know the head turning.
0: The head turning, yes. We
1: talked about last week, and that was listed in there as, uh, I think, a seven point two.
0: Undocumented, change. yeah. Although yeah. I
1: did feign death and tried it, and my my character's head does not move when she's on the ground.
0: Weird. So it happens when you're dead, but not when you feign death.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm kind of wondering if that person wasn't playing like an undead character. And was saying that their undead character looked weird when they turned their head. Yeah, oh. But, hmm. or maybe it's something they fixed really quickly.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we haven't I tested just say, it yet. We,
1: we talked about it last week and they could not replicate it. So right. just leave it out there.
0: Leave it out there. Well, what are some of the uh, undocumented changes that cause us to go, wait, what?
1: All right. In 7.0.3, they added new voiceovers for Taunt, Sorry, Doom, for the Alliance, for the Horde, and whoa, And they did that for all races and both genders.
0: Never noticed, because I don't do any of those emotes.
1: I normally don't either.
0: What is the emote for Doom?
1: Probably just Slash Doom. I'll have
0: to check that one out. Yeah. Also, in 7.0.3, one of the things that I was so happy about that is when a player's pet, like my Warlock pet or a Hunter pet. Or my pet,
1: Hunter pet, yeah.
0: When they go off and kill a mob, it's still lootable.
1: Yeah. I used to
0: hate that when I look around and I'm like, Don't get off don't
1: no oh <laughs> <laughs> More of an issue when you're running lower level content because you know, typically our mobs now, you know, it's gonna take me to kill it also, but like, you know, running around something low and the thing goes to kill something, it's like, ah, oh, well I was farming that for a pet or a mount or something. No, true, it's yeah. trivial.
0: No, there are times though, as a warlock where I will you know, if, if I get two mobs on me, I will have my pet concentrate on one of them while I concentrate on the other. I'll split the group. And then I wasn't able to loot. I'm like, what if that guy had something? What if my legendary was going to be on that guy's loot table? Right. Also, in 7.8.3, it was a complete rejoicement for all fishermen and probably nobody ever noticed. And that was, you only hear the sound of your own bobber.
1: I noticed, but I thought my add-on was doing something. Mm. True. It, It actually may be that... It already does this. If you have the out on now, the base game does it as well. So one of those things that kind of slide in there that you might not realize. In 7.1, they removed a bunch of quests. Yeah? They removed all the quests from the Violet Eye faction. And what the Violet Eye would do is let you get attuned to Kara.
0: Old Kara, they're right? Old
1: Kara. Now, I was curious how this worked because, you know, they did remove the attunement, but they added a bunch of quests. Near the outside of uh, Karazhan, so you can go unlock the dungeon.
0: Get attuned. <laughs> yeah, and I was
1: thinking, like, is this just a phasing issue? You know, if I if I go back with the lower with the lower level character, am I am I going to see you know this older quest? Apparently, they just removed it, which is understandable. It's outdated. If you don't need the attunement, there's no reason to offer the quest when players might end up wasting a bunch of time on it if they don't realize it's not needed. And seven point one, they also made a change to artifact power items. If you notice, that some of them they're instant cast, and some of them they take a couple seconds for yeah. you use them. Yeah. Yes. So after seven point one, many of the uh, items that had a cast time, you could use them while moving. However, in seven point two, all those items that you could previously use while moving. Now you cannot
0: anymore. <laughs> so what might have been a good decision wasn't yeah, a good decision.
1: Yeah. Which either yeah. means like they they never intended that to happen or they tried it out without announcing and decided they didn't like it.
0: Now something was kind of nice. It really uh, helped everybody's psyche and their feel-goods and their emotions. Isn't patch 7.1.5, when using pre-made groups, you get a message that says is full and is no longer looking for additional members as opposed to your application has been denied. Make you feel That's bad. That's yeah. Yeah. Get denied. Oh.
1: So what happens with those is you have a, you're looking for a group of five people and you have a list of 10 people who want to come in. So you click invite, 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 get to five. And when you do, the uh, group finder automatically delists you. Sure. And what it does now is send a message to the people who are waiting is saying the group is full, which is different than somebody cherry-picking. Because, you know, we applied to a, a raid the other night using the, the pre-made group finder, and it was declined, and they were still looking for members.
0: Right, so they just didn't want us, because our, as we stated earlier, our eye levels are too low.
1: Right, or looking for a different comp. You know, when I was putting together uh, some of those Mythic Dungeons... We had three DPS and a tank, and I'd have DPS apply.
0: Yeah, no, I need another and DPS. And I wanted a healer,
1: so I just you know decline it.
0: They need a better filter for that, so it automatically says like, "No, thanks. We've got all of our healers or, or or DPS or whatever." But at least now it's nicer. Yeah. And you know that okay, this group is full, and they've gone and doing their things, and now you're not just being blankly declined. That's that's kind of nice. One of my favorite changes, and I have uh, I've, I've crooned on this one is that the Shah of Anger now only spawns at the burlap trail. So he has one spot that he spawns on, as opposed to, if you remember that whole area, he would spawn in like, what, four or five different places back in the day.
1: The way we approach this has changed, because it used to be you had to gather a big group. So wherever he was, you were already in the zone, you could see him, and you had time to get a big group together. Whereas now, you know, he's a trivial. So whoever <laughs> gets there first and kills him.
0: He's soloable. I've done it.
1: So you can theoretically just camp out in the same spot and wait for him to spawn.
0: Yeah, but now he's always going to be the same place, and when he pops up, he pops up. Yeah. So it's a lot easier, a lot better now.
1: All right, the next one was really controversial, which was that creatures at level 110 now scale with item level. This was really bad when it first came out. Why is that? It made it so that people were wearing a specific set of gear instead oh, of their yeah. best gear.
0: yeah, I remember this now, Yeah, It was all
1: about just cheesing it and trying to get, you know, the optimum gear, not the best gear.
0: I remember this, yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah. what they did is they tweaked it so that it does scale with your gear, but to a lesser degree. What they're trying to avoid is what happened at the end of Mystic Pandaria and several other expansions where, you know, the power creep where the mobs at, you know, for example, Azuna are designed for, for somebody who just made 110. And then you get several tiers past that, and now there's no effort in fighting those mobs. But you still have world quests there, so you still need to go back there. But it's not really fun anymore. You're just face rolling it. So what they did, I think, counters that a bit and that, like, yes, it does scale, It doesn't scale directly proportionally because that was other issue too is people didn't like the concept of the mobs constantly being harder as you get better gear because where's the feeling and accomplishment in that? What's the point in getting good gear if the mobs is just going to get more difficult? I think since then they found a good balance. I think they're, they're pretty quick in adjusting and doing some tweaking, but that was a major change. That was nowhere in the patch notes. So there's a lot of people very upset when that first happened.
0: Yeah, I'm not as strong as I was yesterday. What's going on? Also in 7.2, the PvP flag is immediately cleared if you uh, happen to jump onto a PvE realm.
1: I noticed that the other day. I usually watch the timer. Usually it's five minutes when you're switching to a PvE state. I think with the popularity of the group finder, and people having add-ons that lets that lets them get into a group really quickly. And they go into a group and they finish their quest really quickly and they get out of it. People are jumping realms a lot. So I think it did become an issue. Somebody who is a uh, PvE player and have no interest in PvP. Now they get into a group with someone who's from a different realm. Now they're flagged. And they leave the group and now it's five minutes where they have the chance to get ganked.
0: Right. And they're like not a PvP or whatsoever, so they have no idea what to do. They're just going to get destroyed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's a good change. In 7.2, if you hadn't done your class campaign quest, it used to require 20 world quests, and now it only requires 10. And it does that weird thing where the quest will still say you need 20, but then the actual objective only counts up to 10.
0: That one confused me because as soon as I finished 10 and it completed it, and I was like, what? What happened?
1: That's what happened. They also, I believe, uh, changed some of the requirements for some of the tents on the artifacts. I'm not sure exactly when that happened, but I noticed if you go to your hidden artifact appearance, you know, you have your basic one that you unlock, and then you unlock the different tents by doing different things with that hidden appearance. And the dungeon requirement used to be like 100, and now it's 40.
0: That's cool. Yeah, so
1: it's one of those weird things where it says 100, but then it still says out of 40. I don't know. It's strange. I noticed in my toy box, there's something called the Adopted Puppy Crate. And it's showing up as something I hadn't learned. But I said, that sounds really familiar. Adopted Puppy Crate. What is it? It is a toy that summons puppies. Well, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's one of those trinkets back in a Mississippi area that dropped from one of the rares. Uh, It's called Crate of Kidnapped Puppies. But the odd thing was they didn't convert that item into a toy. They added a new item with the same functionality. So this toy is sold by uh, the Time Walkers.
0: Back over in Mop?
1: I believe it's only when the um, Mr. Pandaria Time Walking is active. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That makes sense.
1: So it kind of makes me question my practice of holding on to those items in my bank forever.
0: We held on to a lot of them, especially from Mr. Pandaria, because there were so many trinkets that were also toys and we're like, they're going to convert these into toys and then some they did and some they have just and, made yeah, different I- items and, for and some And now reason. they just
1: made a new item for it.
0: Yeah, maybe it's easier for them.
1: One of the first times I went fishing uh, after 7.2.5 I went to the pool where a Conjurer Margos hangs out, joined a raid.
0: Yeah, they're on the other side of Dalaran.
1: Yeah, and within 10 minutes I got a whole bunch of toys that I had been Trying for months to get,
0: Then they're just like, I'm having the most lucky fishing yeah. day ever. Yeah, I yeah. Just, yeah,
1: I got a whole bunch of them. Sweet. And these toys are interesting. Um, they change what your bobber looks like oh, when you're yeah. fishing. Yeah, I've seen yeah. those.
0: I have no interest in those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that figures. But they have a wooden Pepe. Have a tugboat, a cat head. And they have a can of worms awesome so you can uh yeah change your
0: change your bobber
1: change your bobber i mean
0: i guess that's cool if you're in a big group like that happens at that lake when they're yeah you, know, you get
1: a chance to show it off
0: yeah and maybe you can track your own versus you know because some people don't have sound on a lake for their bobber to bob and then they use it
1: yeah it's true that yeah i got a whole bunch of them once and then i i was noticing a lot of people were getting them too i was like did they change a drop rate or something
0: is this a full time toy or is it a limited charge? It's full time. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: And you got multiples of them?
1: No, I just well I got I got four different types. Okay. Once gotcha. they dropped once, they didn't drop again.
0: So they massively increased the drop rate of those right. without kind of announcing it. Hey, yeah, announcing, I like yeah, it. One of the things they'll do a lot is make changes to past encounters. Either they're either raid bosses or instances or something that you used to have a group to do, and now you can solo it.
1: Yeah, and sometimes there's mechanics in there that will keep you from soloing it, even if you have enough armor and damage to uh, to complete it. Uh, like in Hellfire Citadel, Gorfiend would cast something called Shadow of Death, and they removed that from him, which means now you can solo him. Great. Yeah. And there is also an issue in Blackrock Foundry, uh, the two mobs that we call Hans and Franz. They have a longer name. Uh, but they would reset if it was only one player.
0: Hanzo and Franzo. Yeah. That's their longer name.
1: Yeah, longer name. So,
0: Yeah, there's only one player in there that used to reset, and now they don't. So
1: So they're adjusting old content to move forward, which I think is nice. They understand that most of our players are at in level, or if they're not, they're just passing through all that content on their way to end level. And that most people are going to be going back at 110 to do this stuff. And there's no real reason to put barriers in place from people to keep people from soloing it.
0: A change that was kind of quiet. We kind of uh, complained about this. This is, you know, one of those proofs that obviously Blizzard listens to the show. The Blood of Sargaris vendor in Dalaran, they increased what you can buy from her. And she now sells an account-bound item that grants 4K, 4,000 order hall resources. Because remember, at first you had to buy it like one at a time. And then there was an add-on that lets you buy multiples. You could stack up to like 20. And then Blizzard changed the UI so you could buy multiples. And now they just made an item that you can buy. You can get 4,000 of them.
1: Well, I think the important thing about this is that it is a count-bound. Oh, item true. That, yes, yeah, it The it item is. that she yes. sold before wasn't. Was so, not, right. I mean, and you have talked about wanting to get be able to get more resources for if you are away from a character for an extended amount of time. So this is in a way helping with that because if you have a main character that's got a lot of bloods, so they've been playing for a while, and you have an alt, you can use some of those bloods to just send them order hall resources. And they can just do missions from your phone until you run out.
0: Until you run out, and then I'm back in my same problem.
1: But <laughs> you can get bloods from the missions.
0: But I have no way of converting those bloods into resources on the mobile app.
1: Okay. But that's still something.
0: Yes. It still gives you something to do. You you can pre-plan. Right. But it still is, you still will eventually hit that wall. But that's an which argument for another day.
1: <laughs> so they made a minor change to the uh, interface, which I think makes things more clear. Legion War Supplies. You can only hold a 1,000 of them.
0: Okay. I've never had that many, I don't think. I think i turn them in before. Yeah,
1: I usually turn them in. But if you're holding on to some, like uh, right now my maid, she's got 600. She has a mission available that gives her 500.
0: What happens to the other 100?
1: It disappears. Oh,
0: that's not good. So,
1: but in the tooltip now, that 500 is in red because that indicates you're going over your cap. You're Ah, not going to get all of these.
0: Right. So So
1: I know just from looking at that, that I need, it's a reminder I need to go and I need to turn in some of these war supplies before I complete that mission.
0: It used to be, there was some other kind of currency that if you went over, it would show up in your mailbox and it was so annoying because you couldn't do anything with it. It would come like, oh, you must have not been able to do this.
1: I still get those. And I don't know what currency it is because it just says like, hey, you went over your cap and it doesn't give me anything. (laughs) And I don't, it's like, what why why are you messaging me I don't, yeah. I don't understand it something there i'm missing i don't know
0: speaking of missing ah uh, that is the worst <laughs> transition i've ever <laughs> <laughs> uh, trade prince Gallywix now has a unique model as a seven point two point5
1: okay so remember when you and i ran siege of Ogamar?
0: Many times. Okay. We we ran it
1: recently as 110s. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. At the end, when all of the leaders came out, the trade prints came out, the dude's got like six chins. Yes, he does. He's got like 100 pounds on the regular Goblin model.
0: Yeah. Anytime you saw him where somebody drew him in Blizzard artwork, he had that same look and feel. And he's also on one of the loading screens like that.
1: But here's the thing. Right after they came out, it triggered a cutscene. And the cutscene, he was this normal goblin figure, like the stock goblin thing. <laughs> and I was baffled. I cannot figure out why there is that discrepancy.
0: Keto diet. <laughs> That's
1: in a second. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's really, l-
1: really effective. Intense. Okay. Yeah, it was really effective.
0: <laughs> Callie, he's keto? It was super effective. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but once I read this, I realized okay, they decided to go back and update his model. Which does make the Goblin starting experience better. And it does distinguish Gallywigs versus all of the other Goblins. But they don't have the time or the money to update that (laughs) cutscene. So, (laughs) it's just a weird thing. But at least that made me feel better. Like, I'm not crazy. And it hasn't always been like this. Because that was one thing I was wondering. Was it like this when we ran this at level? And I just didn't realize <laughs> it's it. It's always
0: one of those things that catches. Like, was yeah, that like
1: this? It's did, always like that.
0: Did they make a change? Was Vanessa Van Cleef always riding a horse or did she used to ride a turtle? Oh, no, she's trying
1: to ride a turtle. <laughs> so she is a uh, a rogue follower. <laughs> and then you just baffle me. Like, where on earth does she get a turtle from?
0: Because that's the most stealthiest m- mount you <laughs> could it's have stealth- as a rogue.
1: And also, I was like, is there turtles in Westfall? Or? <laughs> I kind of remember. And now they've switched her over to a yeah, regular human horse. And then the gnome follower, Addie Fizzlebog, who is who is a follower for the hunter class. Uh she rides a mountain goat now instead of a battle strider.
0: Battle strider is one of those mechanical. Yeah, it's Striders. mechanical. Yeah, it's yeah. it's
1: the gnome racial. Yeah. And I don't know why they switched her.
0: Cuteness factor.
1: No, the Battle no? Strider is cuter. Oh, okay. I don't know if they put her in a mountain goat because she was residing in High Mountain when he came and he did this quest with her. Yeah, uh, that's probably it. That's yeah. probably it. But I'm like, I think the Strider is more fitting for her.
0: Freck, I am sure you have followed the antics of Double Agent. Of course. Uh, For those of you who aren't familiar, he is a Pandaren who never left the starting zone and leveled from herbing and mining in the original starting zone of Mr. Pandaria.
1: And by never leaving, he never picked a faction. Right. So So he's neither alliance nor horde. Yeah,
0: he's neutral and he's leveled.
1: Now, this guy is a legend. Legend. And it still comes up. You know, people go, oh, yeah, we could do that, or I would do that, but I don't have the patience. But here's the thing they made a change in six. Point one that says herbalism and mining nodes no longer give experience to players who are a much higher level compared to the node in question. So while you can still level up solely by doing herbalism and mining, if you stay in the starting zone, you're not going to get any XP once you get too high level. So the idea or the trick of getting to all the way to max level without leaving the starting zone Without picking a faction, it's gone away.
0: Double Agent is 110 now, and he still hasn't left that area. So I'm wondering if there's mm. like a little bit of an exception made right in that area. Because mm. this change that we're talking about is uh, in 6.1. Well, the issue here is they don't go to say how much higher. So maybe he's not going to be able to get over
1: 110. Uh, I mean, if uh, the starting area is for level one, he would definitely be much higher. Okay, ben so maybe you. it's dependent on your skill level and that once he gets high enough in herbalism, it'll stop giving you experience. And that's more what it's based off of. But if that's the case, that means he's constantly unlearning and relearning these skills.
0: Oh, my goodness. That'd yeah. be, yeah, I'd have to reach out to him and ask him. Also, have you noticed that the uh, guards at Orgamar, uh, if you're trying to, trying to fly out of there in a Zeppelin, they'll ask you where you want to go now?
1: You know, I have been complaining about that for so long, and I finally went to talk to them recently, and they, there is an option when you're looking for directions that say uh, other lands, and then when you go to that, it's like, where do you want to go? And you pick where you want to go.
0: Well, before, it would just give you the list, and that list is getting longer and longer and longer. So well,
1: before we do, when you're looking for the Zeppelins, or like, let's say you knew you needed to go to um, Thunder Bluff. Thunderbluff, and you're in okay. Oklahoma. Yes. How do you know which zeppelin to go to? Uh,
0: I would fly up and I would look at the you zeppelin. Can't fly. Let's say you're oh. a lower level. Uh, then I would run up and look at the top of the thing and look for the totems.
1: Okay, so it's a lot of running around, and right? I
0: would, yeah, because inevitably I would get on the wrong one and have to run all the way back down.
1: So what they would ask you is say, "Oh, where's the zeppelin? Which zeppelin do you want to go to? The east one or the west one?"
0: Oh, wow. Well, um, west. That,
1: yeah. As as opposed to now, you they say, where do you want to go? You tell them.
0: Uh, that's much better.
1: It's the difference between saying like, oh, I want to get on a train. Well, do you want train A or train B? <laughs> you don't know which train you want. You just know which city you want to go to.
0: It's like I called the, the travel agent and I said I wanted to buy a round trip ticket. And they said, to where? And I said, here. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Really? No, it's somebody else's it's joke. Whole joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figures. Yeah. Still relevant.
1: <laughs> so here's the thing. This has been in the game for so long. It has been one of my oldest pet peeves that they do this.
0: And did you just check because you're still annoyed and you wanted yes. to go see if you were still gonna yes. be annoyed? And
1: then I wasn't. <laughs> and then,
0: and then, you're then I super go, happy. wait
1: a minute. Okay, I'm happy, but like, wait a minute. When did that happen? When did
0: this happen? You haven't found out yet, I, have
1: you? <laughs> no, and I, I didn't find it under the list, and I tried to Google it, and I was coming up with all sorts of other weird stuff. I don't know when the, they made the change. If one of you guys knows, let me know. It's driving me nuts. I'm sure there are other things that have changed that you don't realize when they do.
0: A lot of it happens that way. They just kind yeah. of change, it, and it's minor, so minor. Yeah. You know, on Tuesdays, they reset the server, They they, they sneak something in. It's not documented anywhere and then eventually somebody notices it and they go to Wowhead and they go, Hey, this happened. Did you see this? And it ends up on the undocumented changes yeah. list.
1: Some of the stuff if it's intuitive enough, like you know, the the um the currency rewards change in color. I feel like that's something you might think, Oh, it's always been like that because it doesn't really disrupt your experience.
0: There's also a lot of things like you thought you thought an add on was making that change. Yeah. And that's, that's what I think most of the time. I think, oh, that's just a Tuck UI thing. And you have no idea that it's actually a game mechanic change. But they're fun, usually small quality of life changes that make the game and the user experience that much better. So what's your favorite undocumented change? Let us know. Hit us up on Twitter or our Facebook page. Frank, you ever asked a question in a forum, online forum? Sure. Chances are, if it's an active forum anyhow, you got a lot of responses. But really only one or two that were worthwhile. Maybe the rest were useless or negative or, you know, try harder, new, get good. Or they just, you know, thought they were being funny and really aren't funny. There's nothing at all wrong with things being funny that are negative. Comedians make a great living out of being negative and funny. A lot of funny stuff out there is uh, negative. It's criticism. It's complaining. And the problem is we as human beings will will consume this. We'll watch it. We'll listen to it. We miss the comedic art behind that negative comedy. And what people take home or what they learn is that being negative must be funny. They miss the whole comedic art. So a complaining joke, it has characteristics to it, Frank, right? The person who is complaining is telling a story. They're a fantastic storyteller. Ray Romano had an entire series based on this. Everybody loves Raymond. The whole show is nothing but complaining. But the storyline is usually so good that it's funny. So you have fantastic storytelling. Another part of it is there's always an interesting observation in this.
1: Something someone hasn't said yet.
0: Yeah, or unique to the Or it's something that is so universal that we've all had that experience. We've all been there. We know that pain. It's something we can latch on to because we've experienced it. So there's a element of truth to that shared experience that somebody's made a unique observation about in their fantastic storytelling. It all weaves in together as one. Unfortunately, what people f- typically see out of that is not all this stuff going on behind the scenes. They just say, oh, that person's complaining and people are laughing. Therefore, complaining is funny. So if I complain, I'll be funny. So they jump on the forums and someone has a legitimate question and they're like, okay, I get my chance to complain because they're talking about blizzard and that's something. Okay. I have in common because I play blizzard games. Now I'm going to get my chance to complain about blizzard and it's going to be funny. And they really have nothing to say other than I don't like this. If you read a lot of the comments and a lot of the complaints, the bottom line is they don't like it. And there's nothing wrong with not liking something it's perfectly fine. However, They rephrase, I don't like this, 20 times. And once they've run out of boastful ways to complain about not liking something, they resort to a violent comment. If there's a quest mechanic or if there's a fight mechanic they don't like, maybe they keep wiping on Ragnaros. And then they'll say something like, well, I wish the developers would go die in a fire. That's not a very nice thing to say. Yeah, you're complaining because you're there's some crazy mechanic you can't get, and you don't like the mechanic because it's annoying. We all know that. But you've been there. And, you know, Ragnaros is the Fire Lord, and there's, there's an element of comedy that they're trying to achieve, but they've skipped past everything, and it has gone to go die in a fire.
1: There was a, a thread on one of the popular Facebook groups a few weeks ago. Someone had posted a picture, very excitedly, of their new tattoo. It was a Warcraft tattoo. And it did resemble something else. But the entire thread turned into who could be the funniest or the most vicious in saying that it was an ugly tattoo. And once one person said it, you know, there's really nothing else to say about it. But the whole thread just got out of control. And they had to lock the whole thread. And I think eventually they deleted it because nobody said anything helpful.
0: So it started from I don't like this to everybody rephrasing different ways to say I don't different like this. Different ways of
1: saying, yes, it's ugly.
0: And then it probably turned violent.
1: Uh, I don't know if it did or not. But... You should
0: just cut your leg off. <laughs> I think I saw that. I don't, I don't that know
1: if it <laughs> went to that. It doesn't always go to that degree. It can.
0: It often does. One of the problems is we live in an impatient society. We want that instant gratification. So we want the shortcut. Instead of dealing with the 20 other ways to rephrase that you don't like something, you automatically skip to the, let's just get utterly violent in here.
1: And people just want to jump in the bandwagon too.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Honestly, is there there really a need to comment on something that you don't like? Tattoo is already on his body. What's it going to do about it now?
0: Laser removal. So you can poop the tattoo out.
1: Yeah, but besides that... If someone shows you something that they're proud of, that you think it's ugly, but it's already done, they're not asking you for advice, they're just showing it off. What's really the intent of someone just ripping into how bad it is other than to make yourself feel better?
0: I had asked a question, I think it was last week in a forum, and got several just Google it answers, which isn't helpful at all. And one person in particular was giving non-information. And by non-information, what I what I mean by that is they're answering in the forum and they're being very vague and dodgy with the response. Like, yeah, I have a friend in my guild whose friend is on the Discord server that they talk about, but they only give a link every so often. I've learned nothing. So when you ask more information... Like, okay, could you tell me what Discord server? Could you tell me what link they were talking about? No, you get no information on that. No, just Google it. Well, if you have some information about your friend or your guild, how about your guild name? How about your friend's name? How about any information that I can actually use?
1: You know, when people use a forum to ask things that are simple facts, you know, what's the capital of France? If someone were to ask you that or ask in a forum instead of Googling it, you'd be annoyed. Because they're looking for people to do the work for them. But there are a lot of topics that are obscure enough where you try to uh, search for whatever terms you think will bring it up and it doesn't. So we ask people you think you might know. So to get back the response on that, I, you know, just Google it. You know, it's pretty rude.
0: There's also one other step past that. Google works if you know how to ask the question in Google and if you know what to do with the responses Google gives you. So an easy question like you posed, what is the capital of France, is going to give you a pretty simple answer. However, if I wanted to know something more particular, something exact, something that has elements of variables in it, like what would be the best way for me to play WoW on my TV? A lot of variables in there. I don't know what kind of TV I don't know what kind of video card you got. I don't know how your outputs work. I don't know if you have HDMI out on your computer and HDMI in on your TV. So there's a lot of different variables in there. But you might ask that question in the forum and get a lot of great responses versus Google just giving you kind of a blanket. Here's some stuff I'm going to regurgitate. When you ask that question in the forum and people come back and just Google it, just Google it, just Google it. It's like, come on, people. Or worse than that is when they start you know, the TV's not the best example for this. But if I was going to tell someone, you know what, I'm not really happy with my levels of DPS, this expansion, and, and I'm looking for ways to improve that. Do you have any suggestions? And you get stuff like, well, get good, noob. Just play more. you know, Versus someone saying, well, let's look at your rotation. Let's look at how you're itemizing things. Let's look at what you're concentrating on. You need probably need some more haste. So instead of getting anything really constructive, you get people who don't want to deal with it, who want to be funny, quote unquote, and tell you to go stand in fire to increase your DPS. Again, going right to the violence and not being very helpful. A lot of this stems from the anonymity we get from being online. You're not dealing with somebody face-to-face. If I was having a face-to-face conversation with somebody and I was like talking to them about increasing my DPS, you're going to have somebody in the group that's going to juggling, like, hey, I you go stand in a fire. But for the most part, people are going to be very straightforward and try to answer and try to help. Like if somebody's a public speaker and they're giving a public speech, nobody's going to be commenting out of disrespect or yelling at somebody or throwing the negative and the violent comments at them that they would in a forum. Because everybody's around them and can see them and know who they are and can say something directly to them so they don't have that little safe space behind their computer monitor anymore. It's nothing we're going to be able to fix. It's not something I'm trying to fix. I'm not trying to find a solution to it. I'm just analyzing, you know, why it happens, why people think they're funny and why they automatically jump to a violent statement. And it stems out of two things, I think. Being lazy and wanting attention. Getting a laugh. I want to be the funny guy. But I'm lazy, so I'm just going to Go tell someone to increase their DPS, they should stand in fire.
1: I would add to that, lack of empathy. I think a lot of times when people get an attitude with someone online, I think they're envisioning somebody who is on the same level that they are, but is doing something that is clearly wrong and therefore stupid, as opposed to somebody that you're talking to might not speak English as a first language. They might be very young, or they might be very old, They might have a disability. There might be a lot of factors that keeps them from being able to do things on the same level that you can, but it's anonymous, so you don't think about that.
0: So here's a theory that I have. Many people get into gaming when they are younger. When you are younger, you haven't developed the acute observation skills that you have as an adult. So when you see a comic on TV or on a podcast or radio or wherever, and that comic is being funny, you don't understand everything that went into that funny statement. You just think that, okay, that was funny because it was either unexpected, out of place, whatever. There's an art form to being a comic, and not everybody has that or else we'd all be comedians. But as a young person, you don't understand everything behind that comedic joke. You just think they said something that was shocking and everybody laughed. So now shocking must be funny.
1: And what it really is, is rewrite after rewrite, getting the timing exact, getting the wording exact. And a lot of times comedians will talk about their uh, experiences on the stage, how different demographics, you know, they travel around the country. Different cities will react completely differently.
0: Harlan Williams, he has a podcast where he tries out a lot of his humor on the podcast before he takes it live. Some of it bombs, absolutely <laughs> bombs, and he realizes, okay, that that's not going to work well. Uh, I'm not going to do it. You move on. Yeah, so these kids aren't seeing everything that goes into it, and they're just they see the results and they assume that what they saw is what made it funny or what they heard is what made it funny, and then they go try it out on. Their, whatever game they're playing when a situation arises that they think is apropos for this piece of comedic genius that they've come up with, and they drop it, and other kids who are in that same mindset think something shocking and unexpected was just said, therefore that must be funny, so if I don't laugh, I'm weird, and so they laughed. And what does that do is it just it reinforces that opinion that the person is formulating. And they go on and on and on and on. And now they get into adulthood. And now they don't realize that when they say something awkward and nobody laughs because it's not funny, <laughs> you don't know what's going on.
1: I got a joke for you. All right. Hit me. What's the difference between a good joke and a bad one timing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. Uh, <laughs> 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 points. To Timing face. is important. Yeah, it is, and and yeah. So as I said, this problem is not going to go away. I think people should start doing their doctoral theses on things like this, because you're guaranteed this problem's always going to be there. So you always have doctoral thesis material there for you. But my advice is, if you encounter this, ignore it. Don't don't add fuel to the fire because you're never going to win. Don't argue. Don't drop yourself down to their level. You can point out what they're doing wrong if it makes you feel better, but just uh, just move on. Hey, Freck, where did the remote auction house go?
1: What do you mean? It's on my phone.
0: On the website, if you go to blizzards, oh, yeah, go to worldofwarcraft.com, yeah. uh, and there is no link to the remote I, auction Yeah, house.
1: I, I, I knew that at some point I could log in to the desktop and do my auctions there, but it's been a long time since I've been able to find it, and I'd love to do my auctions online.
0: About a year, year and a half ago, we had a, a segment on about using particular add-ons for Chrome that you could go in and uh, it would give you, you could bulk buy, you could do a bunch of stuff with it. That that add-on is now gone, by the way. Oh, sad, yeah. However, the web interface to the remote auction house is not gone. It's just not available or linked on the new redesigned World of Warcraft website put out by Blizzard. You can go if you, you know, everybody write this down as if you're going to remember it. U.S. or EU. .battle.net slash wow slash en or your whatever your language is slash vault slash character slash auction. Ooh, that's a lot. We'll put it up on our Facebook page. A little sticky post up there. It's still there. and It's got a little note that says the page you're reviewing is not yet available on the new World of Warcraft website. Sorry for the inconvenience.
1: I wonder why not. You said it's been a year and a half?
0: The new website's only been up for about a month or two. Oh,
1: okay. Oh, that's right.
0: But a year and a half ago, we had content about how I oh, watch gotcha. it at, you know, yeah. at work and making all the. Of-
1: <laughs> I think something changed before that because it's been a while since I've been able to find it. Maybe you had it bookmarked or something.
0: Me? Yeah. I Googled it uh, right before the show and I found a Reddit person complaining about something with no, the UI. No, I mean before
1: that. I think you had it bookmarked or something. Oh, I definitely have a bookmark. Yes. It. yeah, Yeah.
0: Definitely. 100%. It was bookmarked under my Chrome profile. Well, all right I, then. Yeah, I have a thing that launches particular tabs. I think it's called Tab Launcher. I don't know. It's an add-on that I have like for work and then I have for WoW and have for different things that will close out all my tabs and open up my new tabs with the new set of tabs that I need to do. And so one of them was uh, it would open up WoW Auction, Undermine Journal, and the remote auction house so I can make logical decisions on what I was buying and selling. But this a small PSA, want you know that it is still there. We will make a, a little uh, sticky post out on our Facebook page. You don't have to remember that URL, you can just go there. Well, Freck, you'd notice that there are uh, better filtering options still on the web interface for the remote auction house.
1: Yeah, there's uh there's filters on the app. You can have it show just trade goods, just equipment, just your bank, just your bags, etc. But the web interface has them split so you can do Just bank, just bags, or all. And then on top of that, also filter by type of item.
0: So show me the trade goods that are in my bank only. Yes. It's well worth it because right now with the mobile or phone app, you can just show your trade goods or stuff that's in your bag or stuff that's in your bank, but not both at the same time.
1: Still need notifications, though. Like I I will go on a selling spree, put a bunch of stuff up, and then just forget about it for five days. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if I were to get a notification, either with the desktop or the app, where just said, like, hey, your stuff was either sold or came back to you, I would log in right there and take care of it. And I would be more active in the auction house than I am right now.
0: You know, when I was at Blizzard the other week, I wish I thought about telling them that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now that I think about it, if I ever go back to Blizzard headquarters, I'm going to pre-set up a bunch of post-it notes with ideas. And as I'm walking around on the tour, I'm just going to casually post-it note stuff up on the wall.
1: <laughs> I like how you're wearing a red shirt as you're talking about this. Hey.
0: <laughs> hey, now. Don't. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I am not red shirt guy. <laughs> I mean, it's Thursdays. What else would I wear?
1: Uh, anything else?
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, you wore your HearthCast shirt. Because we're recording. Yeah. I guess I could have worn that. Yeah, I'm going to post-it note next time. Just leave anonymous post-it notes all over the place. Okay. Or I'm going to assign somebody else's name to it. Yeah, do that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yep, there's your PSA. The uh, remote auction house is still available on the web app. You're
1: listening to HearthCast.
0: Hey, folks, don't forget, while you're out and about on the Internet, you can head over to HearthCast.com forward slash Amazon. That's going to take you straight over to Amazon. Do your shopping. Everything works 100% the same. The only little bit of difference is we get a kickback for every dollar you spend. That's a way you can uh, show your love for the show without actually emptying your wallet towards us. You can just you know, empty towards Amazon and get all your Amazon goodies delivered safely and securely to your doorstep. And we get a little percentage back to us. And also, don't forget, head on over to iTunes, leave us a review there. That lets us know how we're doing as a show and also lets other people know if this is a show that they like to check out.
1: want to thank our friends on Facebook and our followers on Twitter.
0: And as we close this show, number 360, we want to thank you for listening
1: we'd love to hear your questions comments or any other feedback
0: our email is podcast at hearthcast.com you can find us on twitter at hearthcast and at hearthcast root or just head on over to our hearthcast facebook page
1: you can support hearthcast by using our amazon link at hearthcast.com slash amazon
0: you can save three dollars off your loot crate by visiting lootcrate.com forward slash hearthcast and using the offer code hearthcast at checkout
1: Our Patreon page can be found at patreon.com slash E-I-P-S.
0: And remember, Curse Premium will keep all your in-game add-ons up to date automatically.
1: Please visit hearthcast.com for podcast archives, show information, and more.
0: Until next time, this has been Root.
1: And Freckleface.
0: This podcast is part of the D20 Grid
1: Network.